Well, good morning, everyone. Anybody glad to be here today? Awesome. So glad you're with us. If you're a guest, my name is Jared Mang. I'm the lead pastor here. This week has been amazing. VBS, over 550 kids were registered. 256 kids raised their hand. 130 first-time decisions. Can we give God a praise for all the good stuff that's happened this week? Amen. It's going to be a great week. And you know, um, you saw a moment ago, Church at the Movies is coming this fall. But I'm starting a new series next week for several weeks called The Kingdom. We're going to take Jesus' teaching on the concept of the kingdom of God and begin to discover what that means. So make sure you come back over the summer. It's going to be great. You know, I, I want to begin today. We're going to do a sermon called Follow the Light. That's really kind of the theme of EBS this year. Cave Quest, Follow Jesus, Sees the Light. And so today I want to teach on that concept. Maybe you're here as a guest because your children came to VBS, I believe that this message is going to teach some foundational principles to help and encourage you. And of course, all of us who love the Lord, we all want to grow and receive what God has for us. I like to start with something funny. And I heard about these three men who are out in the wilderness. And they came up to this raging wild river that they needed to get across to the other side. So the first man looked at the river and prayed, God, give me the strength to get to the other side. Poof. God gave him big arms, strong legs, and he swam across the river in just two hours. Seeing this, the second man, he prayed, God, give me the strength and the tools to get across the river. Poof, God gave him a boat. He made it all the way across the river in just 30 minutes. Seeing this, the third man prayed. He said, God, give me the strength, give me the tools, and give me the intelligence to get to the other side. Poof, God made him a woman. And she pulled out the map, looked at it, hiked upstream five minutes, and walked across the bridge. Okay. And all the women said amen. I've got to get somebody on my side before we get into the message today. <laughs> We're so glad you're with us today. You know, today, before we get started, uh, I just want to say it's so exciting to have you here. But not only do we have people joining us here in the room in our auditorium, but we have people in Las Vegas, the Czech Republic, Colorado, literally around the world. Can we give our church family online a hand? Come on, welcome them today. Isn't it great? Wow, so exciting. I want you to stand to your feet. We're going to honor the reading of God's word. We're going to dive into John chapter 8, verse 12, where Jesus makes a very profound statement. Let's read it together. I want everyone to join me, those of you online as well. Let's read it. Here we go. Ready? I am the light of the world. Let's try it again all together. Come on, let me hear you. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Will you close your eyes? Holy Spirit, we just welcome you now and we say have your way. Let your light shine. Shine in this room, shine in our hearts, shine in our homes. You are the light. We don't have to be in darkness. We want to live life, life to the full. And the key to that is receiving the light. So speak to us today. Say this with me. Say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated today. This week I was talking to my brother-in-law and he told me a story. I was telling him about, you know, VBS, Cave Quest, and all the stuff that we're doing, following the light. And he said, well, you know, Jared, he goes, when I was younger, how many here when you were younger did some things that you realized weren't the smartest things? 
All right. He said, well, four, me and four, three of my friends, all four of us, decided to go up to Auberry where they have these deep caves that go into the mountains. So we had these little lights that we put on our heads, and we parked, went into the mouth of the cave, and just went as deep as we could. Well, we'd never really done this before, hadn't really thought about it, and when we got way down deep in the cave, suddenly two of the lights went out because the batteries went dead. He said, we got scared because we started thinking, wait a minute, we're way down here. We better figure out how to get back. What if the lights go out? So they turned out the lights that they had left, the two, trying to find a way to get going in the right direction. He said, Jared, it was so dark, we could not tell where we were going. So we turned back on the lights and we had that conversation. What if our lights go out and someone has to come looking for us? How long will it take for them to realize we're gone? How long can we survive? He said, so once we had that conversation, kind of got it in our you know, system, realizing this could happen, we turned back on the lights and we headed back towards the mouth of the cave. And as we went, lights began to go out. One light went out, and he said, when the final light went out, he said, it was just so awesome. When that last light went out, we saw way off in the distance a really small light. And he said, so we followed that light until we got to it, and when we got to it, we realized that there was a crack in the cave wide enough for us to squeeze through and get to safety. The reason I tell you the story is because they followed the light and they found life. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. You don't have to walk in darkness, but if you follow me, you'll find True life, a light that leads to true life. So I want to take this verse, and I want to give a couple thoughts or a couple ideas that hopefully we can walk away with. Here's point number one. If you're making notes or writing them down, write this down. Follow the true light. Everybody say that with me. Follow the true light. You know, I I began to think and meditate on this idea of following the true light, and it reminded me there's a movie out right now called Finding Dory. How many have seen Finding Dory? Okay, a lot of hands. Um, let me ask this question. How many of you have seen the prequel movie to that called Finding Nemo? Raise your hand. Okay, in the first movie, there's a scene where Dory and Marlin get caught down in this really dark place where they cannot see, and suddenly they see a light. I want you to take a look at the screens. What is it? It's so pretty. I, I'm feeling happy, which is a big deal for me. I want to touch it. Oh. Hey, come back. <laughs> come on back here. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get I'm you. I'm gonna swim with you. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna be your best friend. Good feelings gone. My favorite part of that scene is when he goes, good feelings gone. (laughs) You know, the reality is that a lot of people are following a light, but it's the wrong light, not the true light. Maybe you're here and you've followed a certain light, a certain belief system. Maybe it's uh, Buddha. Maybe it's Muhammad. Maybe it's the new age. Maybe it's materialism. And suddenly you got to the end or a turn in the road and you realize that now there's an emptiness. You're not satisfied. You, you, you've, you've stumbled through the, the process. You've stumbled on the path. You've, you realize that good feeling's gone. 
There's no fulfillment. There's no purpose. You know, we live in a dark world with, you know, terrorism, with corruption, with the broken family, with so many things happening in our world. We live in a dark world. And let me tell you, people are looking for answers. They're looking for the light. And here's what the scripture says, that Jesus is the true light, but there's another light out there, and his name is Satan. It says that he masquerades as an angel of light, trying to lead us, trying to steal, trying to devour, trying to take us off path from the path that God has for us, because here's what God has for you, eternal life in heaven one day, but not only that, he wants to give you abundant life now. He wants you to help, help you to live life to the full now, not where you end up at the end of your days going, good feeling gone, but you end up at the end of your days being fulfilled because you followed the path that God has for you. I want to read to you again the, the, the verse where Jesus says, I am the light of the world, the light that leads to life. It's interesting because when we hear Jesus say this, many of us don't know the context. The context of this passage came when Jesus stood up in the middle of a festival or a feast that the Jewish people celebrated called the Feast of Tabernacles. And what would happen in the Feast of Tabernacles is that the first evening when they would celebrate the feast, as the sun went down, all kinds of worshipers were packed into the temple, into what's called the Court of Women. And in the court of women, they had these four huge candelabras, or I've, I've seen some research also that said they were big, you know, bowls that were lit with oil in them. But what would happen is when the sun would go down and it would become dark, and remember in those days, there wasn't electricity, so there weren't street lights everywhere. When the lights of the sun would disappear, suddenly they would light these four candelabras that were huge and massive. And when they lit up, they would literally, let me show you a picture, they would light Light up the entire city because it would spill out of the temple and it would fall into the courtyards of people all throughout Jerusalem. And the minute that the lights came on, they would begin to celebrate and they would dance. The holy men of the city would dance and sing. And here's what they were celebrating, that when they were in the wilderness and they didn't know where to go and it was dark, that they had someone leading them. It was God who was a cloud by day, but he was a pillar of fire or light at night. And so they celebrated all throughout the, the Feast of Tabernacles that they had a light to help them get through their wilderness to the promised land so they could live life to the full. And at the end of the night, when the sun was coming up and the candles burned out, Jesus stood up and said, I am the light of the world. He said, if you want to know where to go, if you want to know how to live your life, if you want to follow the right path, you have to follow me. What did Jesus say? He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. So Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Now, a lot of people were expecting a Messiah to come, and this Messiah would come, and they thought he was going to be the king. They thought he was going to be the deliverer. In fact, many of us have heard that song, Handel's Messiah, right? Many of you have heard it. You've grown up. It's, for unto us a child is born. How many have heard that song? Unto us a son is given. And then it goes into that really crazy part. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, right? And, and it goes on to say he'll be called Wonderful, Counselor, Comforter, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, right? The Prince of Peace. So the people knew that 
these things were coming, but they didn't realize the verses that lead up to it. Look at what it says in Isaiah. This is a passage talking about the coming of the Messiah, or as we know, Jesus. Here's how it begins. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. How many are glad that we know that the darkness has, doesn't have to stay forever? Evil has, doesn't have to stay forever. That time of darkness and despair will not go on forever, but there will be a time in the future when Galilee will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great what? Light. A great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Jesus stood up and basically declared what was written about him, and he simply said this, in the midst of your darkness, in the midst of your despair, in the midst of a world that's filled with evil and, and, and hardship and difficulty and darkness, you need to know there is a path through it, and I am the way, I am the light of the world. That's what Jesus said. You see, we need the light. You need the true light, not a counterfeit light, and here's why. Because when the light comes, he brings hope. What did we read a moment ago? Said that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. You know, maybe you're here today. Maybe you're joining us in Las Vegas and uh, wherever you are in the world. And you feel like you're in a place of despair. You're like John. You're in the cave. You don't know which way to go. You've tried this. You've tried that. Your marriage is falling apart. Your finances are, are a mess. You, you don't know what to do. The families, the nuclear family's breaking up. And you just feel so hopeless. Well, guess what? There's good news. If you'll find the true light, Jesus Christ, here's what he says. You don't have to stay hopeless because I've come to give you hope. We learned that this week in VBS. Jesus gives us hope. Not only that, this true light, if we follow it, it gives us comfort. It gives us comfort. You know, some of you, when you go to sleep at night, how many have to have a really dark room? My wife, Devette, she needs a dark room. I mean, before we go to bed, we seal with duct tape all of the windows and, you know, we, we do all the stuff you got to do. And, and one of the reasons that Devette, she wears one of those uh, face masks when she sleeps at night a lot of times, and lately she hasn't been, but when we were first married, when she closed her eyes, sometimes they weren't quite all the way closed. It was really freaky the first time I woke up the, in the middle of the night and I turned over like this and I hear this. And her eyes are wide open looking at me. Not really, I'm joking. She doesn't snore and her eyes aren't that wide open. But it kind of freaked me out a little bit. And I'm going to get in trouble when I get home. What am I doing? I'm just teasing. But she needs a dark room. But here's the opposite of that. And that is my son, Hudson. Growing up, Hudson didn't like the dark. So he had what's called a... Because the nightlight brought comfort even in the dark. You all still have your nightlight. Come on, don't, don't act like you don't. We just leave the bathroom light on so if we have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, we know where to go. You see, God wants to bring comfort in the midst of your situation. That's why he sent Jesus. Jesus said, I am the light, the true light of the world. And he will bring comfort even in your challenges, even in your trials. He came to bring hope, this true light. He came to bring comfort. Here's the other thing. He came to bring peace. I love it because he's not just someone who brings peace. The Bible calls him the prince of peace. 
Remember we just read in Isaiah, the Messiah, the light is going to come, and then it goes on to tell us what that light is. It is the comforter, right? It brings hope when you're in despair. But not only that, it brings peace. And here's the good news. He's not just someone who gives peace. He is the prince, the ruler, the one who established, the one who orders, the one who sets things in place. He's the prince of peace. That's why the Bible says that we can have a peace that passes all understanding. It goes beyond all reason. Because when the light comes, the darkness has to leave. John, in the cave, found life because he followed the true light. Dory and Marlin almost lost everything because they followed a counterfeit light. And the first point I want to make today is that we need to follow the true light. Maybe you've been following a counterfeit light. Maybe that counterfeit light is even, you're, you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, a Christian, but, but you're really following the light of religion. And if I do everything right, and I go to this many services, and if I help one time a year at VBS, if I just do all the right stuff, and you're kind of caught in the trap of following a religious mentality, maybe you're following a counterfeit light. Maybe you're here and you're following a, the, the, the light of materialism. Well, I, if I just, you know, can get enough stuff, if I can get that better job, and yet you get the better job, and before long, you don't feel happy anymore. You got the new car, and now it's not nice and doesn't make you happy anymore, and now good feelings gone. I want to tell you today, the way that we're going to find fulfillment, the way we're going to find peace, comfort, hope, the way we're going to end up with eternal life and the full life that God has for us is to follow the true light. Somebody say amen. amen. Let me give you the next point that jumps out at me in this passage, and that is we need to reflect the true light. We not only need to follow the true light, we need to reflect the true light. You know, there was a song they sang during VBS, and I used to sing it when I was a kid in, in kids' church. And we sang it different than they do now. Now they have all this cool stuff with videos and drums and everything. When we sang it, we did a cappella and it went like this. And we would hold our finger up like this and go, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. How many know this song? This little light of mine, come on. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And then I love this part. Hide it under a bushel. I'm going to let it shine. Come on. Hide it under a bushel. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it. This is my favorite one. Don't let Satan it out. I'm going to. I remember that one, right? We got to spit all over everybody. Come on. That's what junior church is all about. Singing and spit. That's what it's all about. Love it. Love it. Well, you know that song comes from a passage. In fact, Jesus, we'll go back to our theme verse in a minute, but let's look at this passage where that song comes from. You are, Matthew chapter 5, you are the what? You're the light of the world. You. Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock, and whoever will open the door, I will come in. So when you have the light in you, you now become the light. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl or a bushel or a basket. That's where that song comes from, right? Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, let your light shine before men. Unfortunately, there's a lot of Christians that I wonder whether they really feel like they're much of a light. Well, if I'm a light, I'm just kind of a 
glowing ember because I don't feel like I'm shining. In fact, if the world really were seeing the light, if light pushes back to the darkness, then I wonder why there's so much darkness in the world. Could it be that maybe we're following the, light, the, the true light, but we're not reflecting the light? I believe God wants you and I. This is the message for us. God wants us to reflect the light. Look at what Jesus said. Pretty interesting. He says this. He says, if you follow me, this is our theme verse, you won't have to walk in darkness because you have the what? You have the light that leads to life. So here's the big idea. You have the light. You reflect. You're the reflection. You're the light. How? If you follow me. You have the light. How? If you follow me. What does that mean? Let's take a look at the word follow, and it's going to give us some insight. The word follow is a Greek word, and it basically means this. It means to be in the same way with or to accompany. All right, it comes from two words. This actual Greek word is two Greek words together. One of the Greek words is road, and the other Greek word is union. So when we discover that the way that we shine is that we need to follow, well, then we need to understand what it means to follow. And here's the first thing to follow is about. It's about direction. To follow is about direction. I'll never forget when we were camping last year and our cabin was a little bit farther away from the grandparents' cabin. It was nighttime. There were no lights. It was dark. And so I decided I needed to go to my cabin to get some stuff. And Tanner said he needed to go too. Interesting thing was Tanner had the flashlight. I didn't. And as we were going there, I decided I was going to go my way because I thought it was faster. So he went his way with the light and I went my way without the light. And I wanted to beat him there. But what I'd forgotten was that there was this indentation in the ground. As I ran full speed, forgot was there. When I finally do show up at the cabin with pine needles in my hair, dirt all over my face, scrapes and bumps, I realized that I was in trouble, that I got in a, a mess because I hadn't followed the light. In other words, I went my way not the light's way. Let me just make this point. There's a difference between knowing the light and following the light. Let me give you this quote. Jesus is not looking for fans. He's looking for followers. If you want to shine, you need to understand something. It's not just about going, Woo, Jesus is awesome. He healed people. He has great teachings. No, listen, here's the idea. Jesus isn't just looking for a fan. He's looking for a follower. It's when you walk with Jesus on the path that he has for you that you will discover his power exploding in your life. But so many times people aren't ablaze. They aren't glowing in their faith and sharing the light because they've chosen to be a fan but not a follower. So they'll go, well, I know that I'm supposed to forgive. I know that's what the Bible teaches me. I should forgive because I've been forgiven. And so Jesus, I know you're going that way and you've got the light, but I'm going to go my way this time because you don't know how badly I was hurt. So we end up being a fan. Well, I, I, go, way to go, Jesus. And we become a fan and not a follower. And then we wonder why our light is flickering and nobody can see the power of God in us. 
Well, God, I, I, I know that you say I'm supposed to give my tithe, the 10% back to you, but you know, for me, I, I, I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to, you know, give a little bit over here and I'm going to keep some of this and invest it and try to make more for God and I'm going to follow my way. I've got some bills to pay and then we wonder why there's not the power. Take, take a list in your life, relationships, all the things that you do. Are you being a fan or are you being a follower? Because the light will shine, the power will be released when we become followers of the light. That means to be on the same path, on the same road. Y'all with me? Say amen. Amen. You know, the other thing about being a follower is it's not just about direction, it's about relationship. It's interesting because it uses the word road and it uses the word union. So it's not just about following after, it's following with. And a lot of us are following after, but we're not following with. It's about relationship. Let me explain it this way. I heard a story about a man who was returning from a journey, and he brought his wife this gift. It was a matchbox that would glow in the dark. After giving it to her, she turned out the lights, but the matchbox could not be seen. It wasn't glowing. Both of them thought they'd been duped, and then they noticed that there was an inscription written in French on the box. They had someone interpret it for them, translate it, and here's what the inscription said. It said, if you want me to shine in the night, keep me in the light. If you want me to shine in the night, keep me in the light. Now, here's basically what we discover about that box is it was a box that was phosphorescent. And let me explain what phosphorescent is. How many of you have the stars that you stick on your ceiling at night? Or I mean in your room and then at night they glow. They kind of look like this. Guys, bring that picture up. How many have some of those, have seen those? Here's what phosphorescence does. Phosphorescence, if it's in the light long enough, it's able to absorb the power and the energy of the light so that when the light's gone, it's able to give back out the light that it absorbed. You see where I'm going with this. When Jesus says, follow me, and you'll have light that leads to life, there's a lot of Christians that wonder why they don't have any power, that wonder why they're not being the light of the world, but they are never in the light except for Christmas and Easter. Or maybe they only get the light one time a month at a 10.05 service when they have to go with the kids. Now, I'm not trying to make you feel bad if you're here at Christmas and Easter or one time a month. I'm glad that you're coming. You need to be in God's house. You need to gather with God's people. But I'm going to tell you, the greater the light will come from the greater relationship that you build with the light. And rather than following at a distance and and only seeing the Lord, only spending time with him every once in a while, what God is looking for, what Jesus is looking for, is people who will follow him, who will get next to him, who will walk with him, who will read the Bible, who will spend time in devotions, who will pray, who will worship, who will come faithfully to church, who will listen to sermons, podcasts online, who will be in the presence of the Lord. Because I'm going to tell you, the more that you're in the light, the greater you will absorb his power, his strength, and that power will shine through you because you are learning how to follow. How much time? Let me explain what time. How, let me show you how to spell rela- relationship. Ready? T-I-M-E. Relationship is spelt 
time. You want a good marriage? You have to spend time. You want to know and follow Jesus and be the light? You got to spend time. Somebody say amen. amen. That's good preaching, amen? Yeah. You didn't know all that good stuff was right there in that verse. I want to read one more verse to you, and we're going to bring this to a close. John 3.19 says, God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so that others can see that they are doing what God wants. I think a lot of times what we end up doing is hiding under a bushel. Yes, that's what we do. Maybe you're hiding under a bushel because you don't feel like you're qualified or perfect. Listen, we all sin. And I don't believe that that verse is just talking about the fact that if you're perfect, you come to the light. I'm going to tell you, the more that you're in the light, the more you'll be like the light. But the more that like the, the man, remember the man that came to Jesus? And here's what he said. He said, Jesus, I want to follow you. And Jesus said, well, follow my commands. He said, I've been doing that from a young age. And then he said, oh, and also sell you have great wealth. Sell your wealth and give it to the poor and then follow me. And the man dropped his head and walked away and never followed and was never a light because there was one thing, there was a bushel that held him back. There was a basket that held him back. I'm going to ask you a question. What is the one thing stopping you from following the light? What's the thing that's holding you back from saying, okay, God, you've got everything. I'm going to trust you. I won't stay at a distance anymore because when I get close to you, here's what happens. I get close to you and you start pointing out to me that there's some bushels and some baskets in my life. And a lot of people stay at a distance from God and never truly follow because they're afraid of what he's going to see. Listen, whatever he sees is something that he wants to heal. He wants to restore. He wants to mend. He wants to make stronger. Don't be afraid of the light. Come to the light. Follow the light and watch how he'll heal. Watch how he'll restore. Some of us are in the position of don't let Satan it out. We let the devil blow out the light. And here's how he blows out the light. When we go through a trial, he jumps on our shoulder and says, well, if you're a Christian, you wouldn't be going through this. Or if God really loved you, why are you? Listen, when we have a problem or we go through a trial, the Bible says that's the perfecting of our faith. Remember the story of Gideon and how the Gideon had a, a light and when they broke the jar that was covering it, the oxygen came and it got bigger. That broken vessel released greater light. And let me tell you, sometimes even when you go through a trial and you go through a problem, that's God's way of increasing his divine flow of power into your life so that you can be ablaze. So don't let the devil blow it out and get you to run from the light. Quit being the vampire. You're afraid of the light. Arise and run to Jesus. Run to a relationship with him. Follow him. And I'm going to tell you, the light will shine brightly in you and this world will see that Jesus is the hope. He is the comforter and he is the way. Amen.